From an early age, every American learns about the taxes and disputes that eventually led to the war between Great Britain and her thirteen colonies. The Sugar Act, the Stamp Act, the Boston Massacre, the Boston Tea Party, and the notion of no taxation without representation. Of course, the American narrative often ignores or overlooks why the British pursued the path that ultimately brought about the American Revolution. In 1763, the British concluded the Seven Years' War with a decisive victory over the French that left France with almost no colonial possessions in North America. Although the Seven Years' War, known as the French and Indian War in the United States, was a crushing defeat for the French and a resounding success for Great Britain, the war itself put the kingdom deep in debt. To help alleviate the burden, Parliament soon began to pass a number of additional taxes to repay the nation's war debt. Many of the new taxes targeted the thirteen colonies, and the logic for raising the revenue in the colonies was clear. After all, the Seven Years' War had begun in North America, and a great deal of Britain's war expenses had gone towards supporting and defending the thirteen colonies. Moreover, the thirteen colonies were relatively untaxed by Great Britain compared to England, Scotland, and Wales. Finally, no member of Parliament represented the thirteen colonies, so Parliament could increase taxes on the colonies without a great deal of parliamentary opposition or backlash among British citizens. This last fact, while convenient for Parliament, created a great deal of ill-will in the thirteen colonies. Many colonists believed that Parliament had no right to raise taxes when the colonies had no representation in Parliament, and they pointed to the fact that the King of England had long since surrendered any claim to raise taxes without the consent of the people's representatives in Parliament. A Parliament without a single American member, the colonists argued, could no more legally raise taxes on them than the King could on British citizens. Taxation without representation was, in the colonists' view, a violation of their rights as Englishmen. The first of these taxes was the Sugar Act of 1764, passed by Parliament on April 5th, 1764, it had also been called the American Revenue Act, or Duties Act. An act for the better securing and encouraging the trade of His Majesty's sugar colonies in America, for applying the produce of such duties, and the duties to arise by the virtue of the said act, towards defraying the expenses of defending, protecting, and securing the said colonies and plantations, and for altering and disallowing several drawbacks on exports from this kingdom, and, more effectually, preventing the clandestine conveyance of goods to and from the said colonies and plantation, and securing the trade between the same and Great Britain. The expenses of defending, protecting, and securing the said colonies and plantations refers to recent expenses Britain had incurred during the Seven Years' War. In the American colonies, the battles were primarily fought between the colonists and the French, who allied with the Native Americans in an attempt to establish domination on disputed lands located along the borders between French and English colonies in Virginia, Nova Scotia, and Canada. The British sent armies to America to protect the farms and towns that were being threatened, and now wanted the American colonies to help defray the cost of that protection. One of the oft-forgotten aspects of the British taxes on the colonies in the 1760s is that they were not terribly repressive. In fact, some of the British measures that were opposed by the colonists actually lowered the prices colonists paid for imported goods, including the Tea Act of 1773. The Sugar Act of 1764 was one of the British taxes 
that ostensibly lowered the price of imported goods because it lowered the duty on molasses from sixpence to three, thereby replacing the duty imposed by the Molasses Act of 1733. New England merchants who imported barrels of molasses from the West Indies for the manufacture of rum had not protested the original Molasses Act of 1733's sixpence duty thirty years earlier.